I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Wednesday, it's hump day. You have officially crested the peak of the week. We're over halfway through. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but like always, that was awesome. And buckle up, because here's what we have on tap for tonight. Journalists are getting fired. Isn't that awesome? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about fighting back. Are we going to have a dictatorship in this country? Talk a little bit about the New Hampshire primary from last night. I actually saw something that worried me a little bit. I'll get to that here in a minute. We have emails. The Pentagon ran out of money for Ukraine. Cops are being told to target enemies of the trans people and bribing somebody out of a race. How does that work? All that. So much more coming up tonight. I'm going to get to a ton of emails on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. And the reason I'm getting a ton of emails is this. Remember, I will not be here tomorrow. No, I'm not taking vacation. Don't yell at me. I'm going to be on Tim Cast's show tomorrow night, meaning I'll be back here on Friday for an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. That means you need to get your questions emailed in now or tomorrow. I don't care. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I want to begin here. 
Ian's emailed in now or tomorrow. I don't care. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I want to begin here. Politics is a dirty game. And I was thinking about this on the way home from the show last night, that I think maybe we should start adjusting our language when we discuss politics or political things. And here's why. Politics, political, those aren't really accurate terms. They almost make it seem like some side clown show. You're just trying to be a congressman. Power is what we're discussing. What we're discussing is power. You're not a political person. You'd probably call yourself that. I'd probably call myself that. But you're not really a political person. You're a human being interested in who has power. You understand the people who have power. It's important. It's important to remove their power from them. That's the most important thing. It's important the right people have power. When we talk about politics, we're talking about power. And the thing about power is it is an ugly, dirty business, always has been, always will be. I was actually reading a story last night. It was a little short story from an article. It doesn't matter what it was. It was from uh, the Middle Ages, Europe stuff. Look, as a European, I like to study our history. What, Chris? Anyway, it, it was a dad, and he had died of old age, and he had three sons, and immediately the sons began murdering each other and stabbing. And it was just, it was a horrible little story, very common tale. It's not a unique tale to old ages, but it just, it brought it home to me. Power has always been such an ugly, dirty business. People want it. People who have it want more of it and they want to keep the power they have. And people will do horrible things to that end. I saw Joe Biden in Virginia last night. Now, obviously, there was a whole lot of this talk. Go teach Donald Trump. And, uh, Chris, would you go ahead and turn on the soundboard so we could do the radio show? There was a whole lot of this talk. Go teach Donald Trump an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> All right, don't mess with blah, 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 blah. Right, but, but this is what I'm talking about. Joe Biden is an election denier. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe, implying that Glenn Youngkin stole the election. It got controversial enough. Corinne Diversity Hire got picked at for it today. Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall. <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry. He was making a joke. joke. He was. I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was. He wasn't making a joke. So let me ask you something. We're talking about power. We're talking about important things. What do you say about elections? What do you believe about elections when Democrats win them? I'm going to tell you something. I have a personal philosophy here. I believe that we should deny the legitimacy of every election a Democrat wins in America. Ah, Jesse, that's dirty. That's wrong. What about the legitimate ones? No, no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. 
I don't want to live in a country where the legitimacy of elections is questioned. I hope you don't want to live in a country where the legitimacy of elections is questioned. But I don't get the country I want. You don't get the country you want. We have the country that has been given to us. We have the period of history that we've been given. We only get one. God only puts us here for a little while and we're gone. This is our lot in life. In the country I live in, I understand that because these people are demonic communists now trying to burn everything down, they will deny every single election they lose. Hillary Clinton did it without end after Donald Trump beat her the first time. Everyone from Stacey Abrams, Terry McAuliffe, Joe Biden, Democrat after Democrat after Democrat after Democrat across the country. When they lose an election, they get up in front of the American people and they tell everyone the election was stolen from them. The only way, the only chance we have at putting the band back together again is to respond in kind. And that makes so many people on our side uncomfortable. Jesse, I'm not sure. Jesse, I don't want to be like them. Or they'll use that old hippy-dippy commie phrase that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. When you're fighting monsters, be careful you don't become one, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If you will not make these people feel pain the way they make you feel pain, then you will never slow them down or stop them. Here's a headline. Hawaii Democrat introduces bill to ban Trump from the ballot. You may have seen that and gotten angry. I saw it and I shrugged and laughed. You know why I shrugged and laughed? Because of course Democrats are going to keep removing Donald Trump from the ballot. Why? Not a single Republican in America has launched a serious effort to do the same thing to Joe Biden. Why would they ever stop? You're not going to appeal to their morality. Remember, these are communists. They don't have any kind of a moral code that you or I would recognize. They're in the game of power, only power, because everything is about the revolution. Everything is about burning it all down. So because they're in the game of power, for them, everything is permissible. Absolutely everything. That means they're religious zealots, which means, again, unless you make them feel fear or pain, they will never stop because that's the only thing that can stop a religious zealot. My frustration with the right mainly the elected representatives on the right, is they don't seem to understand the power game they're in. They think they're playing politics or something like that when really what this honestly is, what everything is that we talk about. I'm looking at all this stuff from presidential elections to January 6th defendants to to the border to everything. What it's all about is a life or death struggle that will determine who holds power over you in the future of the United States of America. And they they play the game Like they intend to win that game, and we do not. How is it humanly possible we are sitting here on January 24th and not one red state has removed Joe Biden's name from the ballot? How is that possible? How is it possible 
that we have so many low T weenies on our side. It drives me crazy. We are not in a political game. It's not politics. It's power. And the people we are up against will do, say, anything to keep the power, to get more power, to keep you from having power. And that leads me to something that concerned me from New Hampshire last night. No, not on the Republican side. Trump wanted, Trump was always going to win it. There was no mystery there. Trump wanted, Nikki Haley's not going to be president. Yeah, we, we, we got all that. There's something that concerned me. A couple things from the Democrat side in New Hampshire last night. Did you hear this vote? Why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared you voted for Nikki Haley, if it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. I voted for Nikki Haley, and it was certainly a strategic vote. I think the DNC is fairly resolute in their nomination for Joe Biden. Uh, and while I wouldn't vote for her in a general election, I think a vote for Nikki Haley is, helps diminish Trump's influence in the RNC and their nomination. Let's have a chat about New Hampshire. Before we have a chat about that, let's have a chat about making preparations for a future that may be a little bit rocky. How do we do? What do we do? Well, ammo's easy. Why? Because ammo's fun. Everyone loves to buy another box of ammo. I most certainly do. What we neglect is things that are actually more important than ammunition. You see, if you sit there with 10,000 rounds and I sit there with 10,000 calories, I'm actually going to make it further than you. We neglect food. We love to buy ammo. We don't think about emergency food. And the truth is we don't have much non-perishable food in our homes. We think we do. How much food do you have? How long can you eat if the grocery store, if the lights go off? My Patriot Supply has partnered with me. What, we, what we've done is three-month emergency food kits prepped, ready to go. Buy them, stash them, pray to God you never need them. And right now they're $200 off when you go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Go now. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Don't forget, you can download the show, iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. All right, let's, let's get to New Hampshire from last night because I did see something that concerned me. Uh, not the Republican side. Forget about that. I'm not worried about Nikki Haley or any of that. Like I've said, my only concern about Nikki Haley is that she ends up somewhere as the VP on the ticket. Other than that, Nikki Haley's a nobody. Forget about that. Nikki Haley doesn't matter. What concerned me was what happened on the Democrat side. And you probably didn't pay attention to this, but I'm a freaking nerd, and so I did. Joe Biden, because his campaign had screwed something up, the details of it don't matter, Joe Biden's name was not on the ballot in the New Hampshire primary. All right, Stay with me here. That, for you, is no big deal. Again, you are the hyper-informed. 
You are more politically informed than 99.99% of the people out there. If, if uh, November came around and you're going to vote for Donald Trump and they somehow succeed in getting his name off the ballot in your state, that's not going to matter to you at all. At all. You're going to walk in the voting booth. You're going to write in Donald Trump's name. But we have to keep this in mind always. We're different. You and me, we're different. Is it you and me or you and I, Chris? Are you sure it's you and I? You sure? All right, well, whatever. Anyway, you and I, I thought of that, not Chris. You and I, we're different. We're very informed. For the average voter, the normal voter, the vast majority of voters, they will walk in a voting booth, doesn't matter the election, and they'll, it's almost all computerized now. You walk up to the computer and beep, beep, beep. That's the, that's the sound the computers make. Beep, beep, beep. And you vote for whoever's name is there and then you walk out. If a name is not on the ballot, it is very, very difficult. Historically, it's almost impossible to win because the average voter is not informed or motivated enough to walk in, know they have to write in the person's name, vote that way, and leave. Joe Biden's name was not on the ballot last night in New Hampshire, and Joe Biden won handily. Now, why, why do I care about this? Why do you care? Jesse, it's New Hampshire. It's a primary. What does this matter? Well, we love to discuss issues that matter. We do. From January 6th defendants to the border, to we love to discuss issues that matter. And we love to imagine that elections are about issues. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Here's a fact, though. Blocking and tackling, it matters as much or more than any, quote, issue. Remember Senator Cucumber from Pennsylvania? <laughs> And we looked, and he beat Oz, and yeah, Oz sucks. Yet another loser we ran in the GOP. Oz sucks, but how in the world could the people of Pennsylvania go vote for a guy who can't complete sentences? He's got brain damage. What? How? Well, they were blocking and tackling. By the time Election Day rolled around, the Democrat machine in Pennsylvania had already banked Half of the votes Fetterman would get in total were banked before Election Day. They're out there chasing down ballots. You got a ballot? You haven't voted for the cucumber yet. Hey, we'll come by and pick it up. It's time to vote cucumber. Did you fill out your ballot for cucumber? Let me send you a text message. Cucumber time, blocking and tackling. Democrats nationally have a machine in place that allows them to go into places like New Hampshire and run a write-in candidate, president or not, and still have him win handily. I do not see that same level of organization. I don't see that same level of funding from our side, and it concerns me. And I don't see that level of strategic thinking from our people. You have it. I'm not worried about you personally. I'm worried about everyone else. I'm going to play this again. This is a bunch of Democrats who voted for Nikki Haley. But one of them said something here. Man, really brought something home for me. Why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Okay, to pause, I'll, I'm going to let him keep going. That guy switched his voter registration so he could vote for Nikki Haley 
because it was a strategic decision. Let me ask you something. How many GOP voters do you think are making strategic decisions when they vote? I'll let them keep going. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I pressed the button. Is there a number? Which... Why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, It's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared you voted for Nikki Haley, if it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. I voted for Nikki Haley, and it was certainly a strategic vote. I think the DNC is fairly resolute. It was a strategic vote. I'm concerned about our level of commitment, our level of thought, our level of organization. They just ran a write-in candidate in a primary, and he blew their doors off. They think so strategically, they flocked to the polls and wrote in Joe Biden's name. I'm worried we're not there. All right, I'm going to get to some emails because there are some bigger things I want to discuss tonight. Before I get to those emails, I'm going to talk to you about supporting evil corporations. We have all done it. I am sad to say I have done it many times in the past. I'm sad to say I still do it today, oftentimes unwittingly, oftentimes because I don't have any other options, but I take the money I earn and I pay these people who wreck my country. It sickens me. I'll tell you, I'm about to take a flight. The only flight I could get is with one of the most evil airlines out there. I I do this. I'm sorry, but we don't have to do it with our cell phones. That is the one out we have that is easy. You don't need Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. You can switch to Pure Talk. You will pay them every month the same way you pay all the others, only you'll pay them less because your bill will go down. And instead of dumping on you and your country, they love you. They love your country. CEO fought for this country. It's the easiest way to put your money where your morals are. You know what it takes? Ten minutes of your time. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. It's time to switch. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Do not forget to email your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in. I won't be here tomorrow to remind you. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I actually have a couple I want to address now because I think it applies to a lot of what we're dealing with. You know, there's a story out, many, many stories out today that are kind of eye-popping. Well, let's, let's deal with a couple of these. Jesse, what do you think about punishing mothers for their own abortions. A lot of mainstream pro-lifers seem to oppose prosecuting mothers for murdering their babies, but such an approach, in effect, legalizes all abortion for the mother and legalizes all self-managed abortions. In addition, these pro-life bills seem to have been effective when one takes into, uh, into account pills, traveling to another state, so on and so forth. Okay, okay. Let's... Set that aside for a moment. Just put that in your little back pocket. I don't have this one. Jesse, the flannel claw, Kelly. And this country, is this country on its way to having a dictatorship? Either Republican or Democrat. Constitutionalists say it could never happen because of the protections in place by the founders. What say you? All right, now let's address something here that is going to be wildly unpopular. So you can just let the hate mail pour in. Let's address the last part first constitutionalists say it could never happen because of the protections placed in place by the founders. 
Have you ever have you ever heard, read about, maybe seen a documentary about a grizzly bear attack? You ever heard about one of those? The horrific. Um, just I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. So almost always, 99% of the time, when a grizzly bear attacks, it's because it's a sow, a, a, a female. It's the mother. And grizzly bear mothers will react with insane blind rage to protect their cubs. If it is a mother with her cubs, they will freak out. I've actually witnessed, well, not, I pretty much witnessed a mother be killed, a grizzly bear mother be killed when I was in Alaska fishing. She was going crazy. There were male bears, okay, there were male bears trying to eat her children. She was freaking out. And basically shooing her children away over a hill while she stood her ground and freaked out. That's why grizzly bear mothers are that way. They're so rabid because one of their main enemies of their children is, is male bears, bigger, stronger bears. So they, it's part of their DNA. They freak out. They fight rabidly to the death to protect their babies. All right. So this is going somewhere. Stay with me. Stay with me. Grizzly bear attacks are horrific for a variety of reasons. People die in Montana every year because of these things. But one of the one of the things that makes them so terrible is the blind rage of the bear. And the bear is not it's not a big cat. You know, it's not a cat that's going to grab you by the throat and choke you out. Bears just eat you alive. They'll halfway eat you, and then they'll come back and eat you some more, and then they'll eat you some more. It's just it looks like blind belligerent rage. It's horrible. So I want you to picture this. I want you to picture this. Trust me, I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. I want you to picture this. I am out walking. You and me, we're out hiking in uh, Glacier National Park in Montana. Beautiful park. It's where people die every year from grizzly bear attack. It's a beautiful park. And we screw up and we get in between a grizzly bear mother and her cubs. And the grizzly bear mother begins to charge us. And we know we're about to be attacked. I want you to picture this. Me, I reach into my pocket, and you're thinking, oh, praise God, he's got a gun. And instead, I pull out a piece of paper, and it says right there on the piece of paper, in bold letters, bold letters, no grizzly bear attacks allowed. And I stand in front of you, and I hold that piece of paper up in front of the grizzly bear. That's what people on the right sound like when they bring up the Constitution today as a way to stop the communist. The communist, it's not that he doesn't care about the constitution. The communist is openly hostile towards the constitution. In fact, one of the main focuses of communism in America, from the law, from every, from the politicians, from everywhere, is attempting to destroy, subvert, eliminate the constitution. There is no constitution that is going to save us from communists in this country. And thinking the constitution will save you from the communist is equally as stupid slash insane as holding up a piece of paper to a charging grizzly bear that says no bear attacks allowed. It's equally as effective. There is no more Constitution. I 
hate that. I hope you hate that because it was a magnificent founding document that set us up for decades, years, hundreds of years of freedom in this country. It's gone now. Not because of you, not because of me, because one side is openly hostile towards it. You, you're not going to dissuade them. Well, that's against the amendment. They don't give a crap about the amendments. The Bill of Rights, that, all of it's an inconvenience for them. So that's one. Two, the dictatorship. Are, are we on our way to a dictatorship? Well, I, I brought up the, the thing about punishing mothers in abortion. You remember that OBGYN we played yesterday? We played the audio of the medical student who she's trying to become an OBGYN because she wants to be an abortion doctor. And you remember, she was sitting in front of, the I believe it was the Wisconsin State House, it might have been the Wisconsin State Senate, and she was giving testimony. And what she said was, I believe abortion should happen at any point in pregnancy. And in fact, if I cannot be trained to abort a nine-month baby, then I will leave the state of Wisconsin so that I can abort a nine-month baby. This is not about abortion. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Are we going to have a dictatorship? We need a dictatorship. And I... And a dictatorship is horrible. It's the last thing in the world I want from the left or the right. I don't want a dictator. That's, that's awful. I want to be free. I want the government to be small and I want to be free. But we are not a people who are suited for freedom anymore. We have been so culturally rotted by these evil demons, we've gotten so far away from our founding, from our principles, from anything, that we are now a people where children have their penises cut off by their parents and doctors. We need a dictator. We are so lost, we are so broken as a people that we are now a people, not you, this does not apply to you personally, so it really sucks for you. We are not a people worthy of freedom anymore. I want to change that. I tell you to move to a red area and run for school board and change your city with the, with the intention of changing that. But of course we're going to have a dictator. A people like this, we are guaranteed a dictator because we now, look, Listen, let's talk about COVID real quick, just to wrap this up. Remember, politicians in this country, presidents, governors, mayors, they pointed to a free, quote, free people, and they told them to close their businesses. They told them, take this or you're fired. Close your school. Wear a mask on your face. The American people didn't vote out a single one of them. Not one. They all kept their seats. We are not a people worthy of freedom anymore. That's what we need to change. We don't need to be throwing mothers in prison for having abortions. We need to root out whatever rot has caused women to want them. That's what we need. And that's a much longer, much more difficult task. All right. Little Nikki Haley thing. Next. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? 
follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. And I, I, look, I have to give credit before we go on. I have to give credit where credit is due. Texas, you know, put up the razor wire on the border. You already are well aware the communists flooding America with illegals. It is only a win for them. Their goal is to burn the country down. There are two absolute guaranteed ways to do that. That No ifs, ands, or buts. All other issues aside, you drown the country in debt. You drown the country in illegals. You will destroy it. They're, they're, it is inevitable. Therefore, they're going to ignore all the angry people. Oh, my gosh. It, uh, uh, you guys don't. You can't believe how mad we are here in Brooklyn. They're going to ignore all those people. They don't care. This is a part of their plan to wreck the country. Texas they feel illegal immigration more than obviously many states because they have such a large border. They decided to seize control of part of their border, a little part. It's not even a big part. And they put razor wire all over it. It's where a bunch of illegals were flooding into Texas. Federal government sued them, said, stop that. Supreme Court ruled in favor of the, of the federal government and said, yes, remove the razor wire. I said, Greg Abbott's going to lay down. They're going to remove the razor wire. They haven't. They put up more wire in defiance of the federal government. This is the only path forward for red states. The only path forward. Otherwise, these people, they are going to wreck There is no question that our immigration system is broken. And so much so that we, as the first bill that we offered after our inauguration was to fix the immigration system, which included what we must do to create a pathway for citizenship mm-hmm. and to put the resources that are needed into the border. Yeah, these people aren't going to stop. So Texas did what it had to do. I uh, just wanted to say credit where it's due. You know, I've been hard on him, not a fan. Governor Greg Abbott, as of now, as of the airing of this show, is standing his ground. Well, sitting his ground. And I, I think it's good. Jesse, Vivek keeps saying that Nikki Haley is in the race to pick up the nomination if Trump can't be on the ballot for legal reasons. This seems like a pretty likely scenario to me. So why didn't here DeSantis stay in the race? Shouldn't someone have stayed in the race to pick up the nomination if something bad happens to Trump? Uh, It says I can use his name. His name is Bill. Okay, I want to get something clear for everybody here. Uh, I've been digging into this more and more the nomination process because as we move forward here Nikki Haley very clearly is going to stay in the race she's going to have huge amounts of system money behind her she's going to get blown out in every primary forget about that she's no threat to actually defeat Trump it was weirding me out that she was staying in the race I assume I still assume that she's going to try to be Trump's VP and that's why she's staying in but I had concerns about that too What if Trump gets convicted? He's likely going to be convicted of more than one crime before the election. What if Trump gets convicted? Are they going to try to remove him from the ballot and replace him with someone else? So I chose to reach out to some experts on this. I did some digging. Allow me to calm your fears, probably calm your fears, I guess, unless you're a Nikki Haley fan hoping for this. The rules have changed. That cannot happen. What I say cannot happen, when I say that cannot happen, Donald Trump cannot be removed 
as the nominee. Even if he's convicted of crimes, removed from the ballot in several states, and if you love Trump, that's music to your ears. If you hate Trump, you hate that, but it should be music to everyone's ears, and let me explain why. You should never desire to trump the will of the people. The GOP primary voter chose Donald Trump. Half of them did. You know, half won something else, but there are a bunch of other candidates in the race. So Donald Trump is the nominee. Therefore, the GOP primary voter deserves to get Donald Trump. Cheating them out of Donald Trump when they selected Donald Trump is wrong. And it's not a representative government. So there. It can't happen. Do not worry. No matter what happens with Trump. And look, if they send him to prison, which I still think they're going to do, if they send him to prison, he's not going to be removed from the ballot. All right? Or at least as the nominee, I should say. He's not going to be removed as the nominee. Now, if he gets convicted and sent to prison, are there going to be individual states who maybe move to remove him off the general election ballot? That might happen. But as far as being the nominee, he's not going to be removed. And that reminds me, found out today, I will actually be at the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee. So if you happen to be somebody who is going to that thing, uh, I'm doing something that I'm actually dead set against just because it'll be such a wild, crazy scene. It'll probably be fun. I generally despise doing a radio show with a crowd around me. And here's why. It's not not that I don't like people. I, it makes the show more fun. The show sounds bad. It's 99.99% of the people are not going to be there in Milwaukee with me. So they get a show that sounds worse in order to you know do something nice for the people who are there. So in general, I'm against that. I'm making an exception because it's the RNC. It's a big event this year. So I'm going to be at the RNC. If you're going to be at the RNC in July, make sure you come up and talk to me so we can hang because I enjoy that. Jewish producer Chris is not going to be there, so you're not going to have to worry about him bothering you. Producer Michael's not going to be there. Therefore, I'll be going stag. I'm going to be there all by my lonesome, except when I'm forcing Clay and Buck to purchase expensive dinners for me. That's going to be a grand old time. All right? One thing I will most definitely remember is my male vitality stack from chalk. Because even when I leave town, even when I go to you know, the home country of Europe, I bring my male vitality stack from chalk. Once you begin taking a male vitality stack from chalk, you will never stop. It, it, the difference in how my mind works now is palpable. You remember we had that guy, 67 years old, wrote in. He's not even taking the whole stack. He was taking one of them, the, the chalk daily. Everyone should be taking chalk daily. He takes the chalk daily. He's already seen a difference in his mind. And it, it's, it's, I'm telling you, man, chalk, C-H-O-Q. Maybe we can get the chalk boys to Milwaukee. That'd be fun. You know what? Actually, I've hung out with Seton before. Maybe that'd be a bad idea. But chalk.com, promo code JESSE gets you a huge discount. All right? All right. Now, I know that... Uh, you think very highly of me. You think I'm an oracle. And in truth is, that's probably true. But on occasion, I have been wrong about things. You remember, I told you I thought there was going to be some big red wave in the midterm. And then it turns out the right is completely demoralized. 
And there was, you know, a red drip, if you will. Just a wee little bit. Why do you have to make that face, Chris? Why do you have to make the face and ruin everything? It was a, a, red, a red drip. Okay, a red drip. Anyway, there was a red drizzle. A red drizzle, if you will. So I was wrong about that. There's a candidate, a potential candidate, who might bump Joe Biden out of the race. I've previously not thought this was possible. I'm starting to get concerned. Let's talk about that, that candidate next. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.